Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode. And today I'm joined by Pam Edwards. And Pam is the owner of Phoenix Rising Services, which is a unique blend of both both personal transformation and business development. And she draws on her personal experience of navigating her way through personal traumas of divorce, redundancy, depression and debt and at the same time she was also holding down a great career working with independent business owners and entrepreneurs helping them to grow their businesses navigating challenges recruiting and training staff and dealing with every aspect of building a successful business so she very much has been there and done that and that's what I love about Pam and we've known each other uh, for quite some time it's great to have you here Pam Uh, she's also well known for her previous company, Pitch Perfect Presentations. I love the way that people keep giving me these tongue twisters. As somebody who's short-tongued, it's uh, really making me work for my money, Uh, which that teaches the art of great, high-effective business presentations from 60-second pitches that we might deliver at uh, networking all the way through to full 30-minute presentations as well. And this is now, as we were talking about, just before the recording, has been absorbed into the business development course uh, in Phoenix Rising, which I'm sure Pam's going to tell us a little bit about. Uh, I'm particularly pleased that she's joining us today because she has developed some bespoke personal transformation programs which have given effective results. And I know that her new business development program is very comprehensive and I'm sure there's going to be some great tips that you're going to share with us today, Pam, and something that you listeners are going to be able to take away from it. And most importantly, as I always say, you know, take some action upon, you know, if you're listening to this and you know, Pam is giving up her time, I'm giving up my time. If you're listening to this and you're not doing anything with what we're teaching you, what we're sharing with you here, then, you know, you're not only wasting your time, but you're wasting our time as well. So I really encourage every listener to do something with what you're listening to today. So Pam, nice to have you here. Uh, Hopefully the intro was okay and welcome to today's podcast. Lovely to see you again, Simon, and really interesting to join you tonight. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Good. We'll see if you say the same thing when we're finished. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know this is Business Success and Coffee podcast, and obviously the coffee is just to break the ice of what we're drinking here. And I know you're not a coffee drinker, so... Share with the listeners a little bit about your drinking habits and what you're drinking right now. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, During the day, I tend to stick with everyday tea. Um, I do from time to time have fruit teas, especially in the summer when it's really much warmer. Um, And some of those can be quite refreshing or indeed herbal teas occasionally as well, if I feel the need. But... um, like a lot of people, I'm trying to drink a lot more water as well these days. Oh. So, yeah, yep. there's not, don't always manage to do it because yep. I get engrossed in what I'm doing and I forget. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, as I look over the uh, laptop onto my desk, I've got two of these sort of uh, gym jugs, as I call them, that I uh -huh. used to have when I used to go to the gym. And yeah, I've not touched any of them today. So uh, best intentions, but the, mm -hmm. the, the coffee and the tea, they're almost too far out of reach. That's the problem. Yes, indeed. Yes. But of course, I'm not a total saint. I do like my wine as well. <laughs> oh, <my>, OK. <laughs> well, I have done a coffee, uh, a, a, sorry, podcast and whiskey drinking that was oh, quite right. interesting yeah 11 a.m on a friday morning that was an interesting uh, Ooh, podcast to hold me. yeah i'd be fit for nothing for the rest of the <laughs> day <for that>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well we weren't neither so uh, yeah, quite, <laughs> quite an interesting podcast and, and for the listeners if you check out neil giller on the podcast list that's the one that had the whiskey in it <laughs> so it's interesting you say fruit teas because we were talking just before we came on air about uh, tea and coffee and the size of my mug that I'm drinking my coffee in at the moment, uh, which is a holiday blend coffee with some, uh, I've put some hazelnut and uh, nutmeg in it as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I quite like it when coffee goes cold, but I don't drink cold tea. Yet fruit teas, strange enough, it's like you said about refreshing fruit, fruit teas. You can actually drink better when they're cold, can't you yes. as well, than yes. other teas. So, Indeed. So is a favourite brand of tea, you know, do, are you particular about what tea bags or what tea you use? Um, I'm getting more particular as I'm learning more about them. It is quite okay. a new thing to me, but um, I'm not particularly fussy at the moment. I did, okay. I know people that have, used to have a tea shop in Beeston, in Nottingham, and yeah. uh, they were very knowledgeable and it was very interesting to see all the different types of tea that you could get from all around the world. Yeah. And the different, um, they weren't so much the fruit teas, but plain tea and really f some fabulous flavours. So yeah. it sort of started me on a bit of a quest to do more exploration. Yeah, yeah. I must admit, we had a, a little um, couple who opened up their, their, their front lounge as a tea mm. room and bakery. And she baked fantastic bread and cakes. Uh, we've got no coffee shops around where I live. And they opened this thing just at weekends for uh, for bikers. Uh, I mean, push bikers, not, mm -hmm. not motorbikes. And they were very passionate about their tea. And they travelled around the world, and they used to have these. And they had one that was like a smoky flavour. And when I when I heard it, I thought, "Yeah, it sounds disgusting." Mm. Um, and it was a very woody, very smoky tea. And when I first tasted it, it tasted vile as well. <laughs> But then the second sip, because I thought, I've got to persevere a little bit with it. You know, you pay for it, you've got to drink it. And uh, and as I drank it, it got better and better and better. Mm. And it got to a point where every time I used to go back, I used to ask for that tea. And yeah. that first couple of sips were always like, ooh. But yeah. then after that, it well, it got better. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm not fussed about tea, you know, whether it's uh, any particular blend or type, you know, do doesn't matter as, lo as long as it's wet and it's warm and it tastes nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite happy with it. So we were talking um, in your bio there about uh, obviously the different sort of businesses, pitch perfect presentations, mm -hmm. you know, Phoenix Rising. Uh, and I, I know you've obviously been working on uh, different aspects of how you're delivering your business to your customers and to your clients. And the, the next question on my list is, uh, yeah, what's been the most significant thing or the latest thing that you've either evolved or fixed in your business? Tell us a little bit about what you've been working on and how that's worked out for you. 
Well, I have actually been working on developing Phoenix Rising, which came about, was originally created a couple of years ago, but I never had the clear definition between the personal transformation and the business development. Okay. So what this year has allowed me to do is to actually focus on creating a clear definition mm. between the two, but also linking the two because what I have discovered in my experience is that if your mindset is not 100%, yep. you cannot have a successful business. Mm. And totally so many agree. people go into business because they are really good at what they do, yep. but equally they don't know what they don't know. And sadly, I've seen people lose really successful businesses because of what they didn't know. They got tripped up. So I've been working on creating the definition of the two businesses within the one. And it's it's a bridge. It, it encompasses everything, really. Yeah. And I know you were mentioning earlier on about creating a, a series of, of webinars. Yeah, what's... What have been the things that you've learned along the way? Not just that definition, but you know, are there any technologies you've had to handle? Are there any processes? You know, what what kind of things have you had to overcome in this journey of getting to this point where they, these two businesses are being absorbed as one? Um, I've had to overcome my fear of recording my of hearing my recorded voice. Okay. And I've also had to overcome the fear of being seen on camera. Wow. And a lot of that, as I've discovered for myself with my own research, my own personal development has been born out of always wanting to be in the background, mm. feeling like I wasn't important enough. Okay. And when I actually look back at all the businesses that I've worked with over the years, I've been the one in the background doing the doing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Not actually being at the front of the room or at the front of the business and actually leading it from the front. Okay, see, that's interesting. And I mean, we've known each other for some time since working yeah. with Tony Brooks and networking. And I would never have said that those two things of hearing your own voice and being on camera would have been two things that would have been obstacles. So that's, mm. that's quite insightful. Because there's a dis there is a distinct difference between what I call putting your professional head on yeah. and the real you. Okay. And when I go networking, when I, when I first started doing all of that, bearing in mind I'd already been through uh, training in the Navy and various other events organisations and I'd, I'd hosted events and done all sorts, yeah. I always put my professional head on. Okay. And how how's that realization affected how you are bringing together pitch perfect presentations and Phoenix Rising? Because I, I, I sense from the words that you're saying there that that has had an impact on that transformation and that evolving of the business into where it's going to be now. It certainly has had a major impact, yes. And in order to get to being more comfortable being the front of the business, I have had to draw on 
the fantastic support that I've had with all the people that have, I've worked with over the years okay. who have believed in me at times when I didn't believe in myself. Mm. And they have helped me to really see the value that I can bring to other people and that not doing so, you know, yeah. was really doing people a disservice. Yeah. But it is it's a great deal to do with mindset. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. And it it, it is input, so vital, isn't it, of people we surround ourselves with mm -hmm. and the impact that they can have. Um, so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And the you mentioned planning uh, when we were preparing for mm -hmm. this call. Um, and I'm intrigued that this isn't something that's just come out of the current crisis and the fact that, you know, COVID has forced you to sit at home and think about a different way of doing things. You know, you said this is being in the planning for a couple of years. Mm. Is there anything you can share with the listeners uh, about that planning process um, and you know, perhaps anything that they might take away from the, the whole scope of what you've done to take the business from where it was to where you want it to be now? Um, well, yes, I mean, when, when we first met, is the first time I came into contact with the idea of planning your business. But I didn't really understand how important it was okay. until I started with Phoenix Rising, or more Pitch Perfect presentations, actually. Yep. Because I began to realise through that work that we did and lots of other stuff that I've done with personal development and business development that in order to get to where you want to be you have to have an idea of the path that you need to take mm. and within that path that you need to take you have to have a good idea of the steps and the mini goals along the way that will get you ultimately to where you want to be yep. and I've realized that when you actually do do the planning you usually get to your goal much quicker than you anticipate. Absolutely. And you can smash that goal because yeah. you just keep going. You just keep adjusting. There's, there's always going to be adjustments needed, yeah. but you have to keep coming back to that plan, getting back on track and focus on the little steps that you take to get you to the, the end goal. I mean, it's like climbing a staircase. You, yeah. can't do the, you can't climb from the top bottom to the top in one step no. you have to take each step yeah. and each step has to build on the last one yeah and it's intriguing what you say there because i'm sure some of the listeners um on this episode will be connecting with what you've said there because very often you know and you know in all the businesses i've set up in the past you know i always was privileged to be working with a coach and always did it to a mm. plan but I've come across so many people when I've been in business uh, that just, as you said at the beginning, did something really well and just stepped out and just kept on walking, mm -hmm. thinking that if they just kept doing what they do well, then success will come. Mm. And for some, you know, opportunities, you know, they might use the word look um, yeah. a few times, which uh, I'm not a big fan of that word, but, you know, it's most people 
just ramble on, don't they? And they never get to where they want to go because they don't have that destination. They don't have that plan. And I think that's, Absolutely. Yeah. that's, that's really important what you've said there. And listeners, I hope you take some, some benefit from what Pam's just said. If you could give the listeners a, a lesson, you know, a nugget from uh, perhaps some of the content you've been working on, or um, if you have something to share from the programs that perhaps you had know, a business development programs, what could you give the listeners today that they could take away as a tip or a lesson? That's a very good question because there are lots of different answers, but I think when it comes to actually starting and growing a business, the biggest question that we need to ask ourselves is why? Mm. You know, as children, we would ask our parents why? Yes, but why? But why, mummy? And we would get, mummy would get really seriously annoyed and just say, end up saying, because I said so. But when it comes to business, if you are going to do one thing or provide a service or a product that you intend to make a successful long-term business from, then you really need to ask the question, why? and get down to the nitty-gritty of what it is about this particular product or service that fires your passion. If your passion is not fired by your business, then you are in the wrong business and it will not be successful. You will get dragged down the rabbit hole, you'll get all sorts of distractions, and it won't work. So you have to ask that question, why? and get to that fire of passion in your soul for me to be sure you're going to then create a long-term successful business. Yeah. And I'm all about long-term success for everybody. Yeah, great. And you've said their passion that they have for their business and what they do. And quite a few businesses very often look at the reason the why that people will buy it so they look at their customers first don't they of why they will buy it mm-hmm. uh, and you know we hear so much at the moment you know knowledge and people have to connect with problems and solutions but i'm completely with you on this that before you get to that and i think people do have to get to that and i'm going to ask you a question on that in a second so be ready for that one <laughs> but uh, i think you know yeah finding your own purpose and why and have you ever come across simon sinek as no, an I don't author. Think so. Yeah, he's he's got a book. Um it's Simon, spelt S-I-M-O-N, and then his surname and his last name is Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. And if uh, you and the listeners want to check it out, uh, he writes a book called Starting with the Why. Mm-hmm. And that for me, particularly when I became a coach, yeah, I realized that I'd been working to my why for quite a few years in the business. But mm. to be a coach, I really had to connect with that in a different way to what I had done before. And if you don't want to read the book, he's got a great TED Talk as right. well. So if you go on to TED Talks, YouTube, and just put Simon Sinek TED Talk, you'll find a, an 18-minute video on mm. that. So the question then evolves, Pam, from, okay, you've got to get your own passion. Um, how do you connect that with your customers, do you think? Is, is there anything you can share, any little golden nugget that perhaps of how you can get other people fired up with that passion, is it? Because it's great having it yourself, 
but you can be very lonely and very isolated if you get too excited and nobody else is excited about it. Um, yes. As kids are, and you say, you just get the parents saying in the end, just look, just do as I tell, yeah, just do as I say. So how, how do you connect other people with that passion? What would you share about that? Well, it's, once you have your passion and you start to think in terms of marketing, whatever it is, a service or a product, you really need to be thinking in terms of what is it about what you're offering that people need. Mm. Now, we can talk about financial advisors for argument's sake. They will frequently stand up and say that they are financial advisors. They help people to organize their pensions and savings and such like. Yeah. And you can get bored very quickly hearing that. I agree. But if that financial advisor stands up and says something along the lines of, I can actually make your money work smarter. The result of that will be that you could retire much earlier than you think. You can live a life that is debt free and talk about the benefits. Mm. What are the end results of using your product or services to your client? And it's that that I often call hooking them in. Okay. Because when you point out to them the benefits of what you do, the light bulb goes off and they think, oh, I need to speak to you. Consequently, you have a potential client. But if you don't get that message across, and it's so crucial, and one of the reasons I started Pitch Perfect Presentations was in order to help people understand how to get this message across. If you don't get that message across, you're leaving business on the table. You're leaving that money on the table for somebody else. Yeah. And I remember a gentleman, I don't know if you know him, actually, Mark Jarvis, you ever come across Mark Jarvis? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, he once uh, did delivered a course, and I, I always took something away from this course, and it's been with me ever since. And it's one of the things that he he talked about of making a message transferable. Everything that you told me in that example, Pam, of what the financial advisor does isn't memorable, is boring, mm. and as a consequence, I'm not going to transfer that person's message to my connections, am I? No, no. But that last bit that you said about, you know, retiring early, you know, being debt free, they're mm. the hooks that are easy for me to remember, not just for myself, but they're the hooks that are easy for me to transfer to other people, aren't they? Yes. It's yes. easily transferable. And that's one of the things Mark talked about in that, that, you know, when you when you say something, always examine how easy it is for the person receiving it to transfer it to other people because mm. yeah. that's where the magic happens isn't it you know particularly it's, in networking it's, it's not the person that you're talking to it's the person beyond them that yes. you need to get to isn't it absolutely yes yeah um, and i love the way that you said as children we asked the question why and it's it's interesting nobody's mentioned that in the podcast so far and you know sometimes we have to go back to that behavior as a child don't we because we we do it so innocently, don't we? And we do it so much in the search for knowledge mm -hmm. and without boundaries. Yes. Don't we? And I think for the listeners listening to this today, 
you know, perhaps we need to look more at other behaviours we have. Indeed. Children and think, you know, what would we do if, you know, what if somebody wants to say, you know, dance as though nobody else is watching? Yes, absolutely. You know? yeah. Children are like that all the time. They don't care, do they? They don't care what other children say. They don't care what adults say. All they want to do is be in the moment and, uh, mm. and ask that question, why? I love it. I think that's great. And that's a great that's example. Also one of the reasons why so many people are having issues around what they do for themselves these days, because mm. we frequently, as society expects us to do, we go into a job which will pay reasonably well, yeah. maybe, and we get stuck in that job. Might not be what we want to do, yeah. But we get stuck in that job for a long, long time. And then the rug gets pulled from underneath you by being made redundant yeah. or something of that nature. And you're suddenly faced with a void. Mm. The, the job has come to define us, but it isn't actually who we are. Mm. So the personal transformation and development that I do yeah. is focused on saying, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. Or the other question I ask people is, if you won the lottery and after you've done all of the stuff that we would all do, the buy the house, have the travel and buy yeah. the car, what do you want your life to be? What do you want your life to look like? And it's that life that I help people to create because then we go into, why do you want that? What is it about that sort of life that makes your soul sing? Yep. Because that is people's true purpose. Yeah. And they have a golden opportunity when they've got a free, a clear slate in front of them to yeah. be able to create something completely different that is more in tune with them. Yeah. Do you, do you find then, Pam, as, as you're talking through there, that very often it's the circumstances we're in, it's that job that we don't really enjoy, but we justify it because... It pays the bills. You know, we might even have a business that's like that, um, which we use as an excuse um, not to have that clear slate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are conditioned to feel secure in our yeah. comfort zone. We are not expected or encouraged to think outside the box, if yeah. you like. Yeah. You are popped into a little box and there you are expected to stay. Yeah. Well, life is changing. Yeah, well, we can be certain of that, can't we? Particularly yes. now. Yeah. Yes. So people are becoming more open to thinking, well, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But the question then becomes is, what do you want to do? And how yeah. are you going to do it? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, one, one final sort of question before uh, we start to wrap this up then. If my slate isn't clear... If I don't want a near-death experience to take me to the point where I realise enough's enough, um, what would you say to the listeners that they can perhaps do to get to that point where they can make better choices about that transformation that they want? How do they get <clears throat> rid of those shackles without some kind of life-changing catastrophe of redundancy or near-death <laughs> <laughs> that seems you know, I know lots of people that have got to that point. So I'm just trying to, yes. you know, for the 95% of the rest of the listeners who might just be okay, but realize it's not enough. 
how, how would you encourage them to, to move from where they are to closer to where they want to be? Well, it comes back to that little three-letter word again. And really, we have to say, whatever it is that we are doing in our life, yep. is this what we want to do? Okay. And the question that follows is, yes, well, the answer that will be yes or no. If the answer is no, the question is why? Right. Yep. And it's why and why and why until you get down to the nitty gritty of it. Because everybody's life is completely different. The people will be yeah. stuck for lots of different reasons. <clears throat> My niece recently has had the opportunity to stop doing what she was doing and go off traveling okay. while she decided what she really wanted to do. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. That's a fantastic experience for any person if they can afford to do it. Yeah. And it's because she was presented with that opportunity. But even if we aren't able to actually step out of that comfort zone, we can still start asking those questions. Mm. Okay. And when we keep asking those questions, we finally, if as long as we are being honest with ourselves in the answers, and the, usually the first answer that pops into your head is the true one. Yep, yep, I agree. We take that and we run with it. And then... We say, right, okay, this is what I want to do. How am I going to make it happen? Yeah. Now, there's lots of ways that you can make it happen. You may need to start and do some extra training. You may need to go and qualify for something else. There's loads of different ways these days that you don't have to walk away from your comfort zone. You can still get paid in your job. You can still do your job yeah. and still be comfortable but at the side of you, you are building a new future for yourself. Mm. And you get to a tipping point eventually where you can say, I don't need this anymore. I'm going this way. Yeah. And of course, get help with the mindset because that shift very much is about a mindset yes. shift as well, which yes. leads me on to how the listeners can find out more about you, where they can connect with you. So how do people, uh, first of all, find you, you know, is, is the best place to look on LinkedIn? Have you got a website? Tell us a little bit where people can, can go to find out more about you. Well, I have got a website, but I'm in the process of creating a new website just at the moment. So the old one is still up, and that is phoenixrisingservices.uk. Okay. And other than that, I'm primarily on LinkedIn. Great. People can find me as Pam Edwards. Yep. And, of course, people can also email me uh, Pam at phoenixrisingservices.uk. Okay, so that's... I just would ask that if people do want to connect with me on LinkedIn, that they pop a message in the connection request yeah. Yeah. that makes it more likely that I will connect with them. Yeah, and of course, it would be great if the listeners who do connect on LinkedIn said, heard you on a podcast with Simon, and I'd love to connect. That'd be great to... feedback for me as well, wouldn't it? Tell you yes, it indeed came. it would. It de yeah. Indeed it would, and uh, I'll let you know how many do that. Yeah. So the website is phoenixrisingservices.uk. Yes. So all one word, phoenixrisingservices.uk. Yeah. So listeners, you know exactly where to go. Um, have a check out of the existing website. And of course, I'm sure you'd encourage everybody, Pam, to keep popping back and check out those updates that are going to be coming along to it as well. 
Indeed, the new one should be up by um, middle of December at the latest, once I've got Great. these uh, webinars linked up. Fabulous. Great. And of course, how they engage with you and interact with you, is it um, online? Is it courses? Is it programs? What, what level of engagement do people uh, have with you? It's a combination of all of those. There Good. will be some courses that will be available online. Yep. But for the most part, the work that I do is one-to-one -one basis. So currently at the moment, of course, it will be on Zoom yep. and then ultimately face-to-face -face meetings as well. I'm quite happy to do either. Um, but uh, yes, connect on LinkedIn first, have a couple of chats, and then we have a one-to-one -one meeting discovery call and we take it from there because everybody's an individual. My services adapt to each person as, I, as they require it. Right. So we've learned a few things from today. And I knew uh, when you accepted the uh, request to be on this podcast, we were going to take some great things away. Certainly the why, think like a child, you know, go back to that, you know, boundary free behavior. And I, I love the way that connects to that lottery win as well, doesn't it? You know, if you had all it the does. money that you could do whatever you wanted to, once you've got all the other stuff out of the way, what is it that you would want to do? What would you yeah. want to be? And it's interesting, as well as you were talking there, I was thinking about Barack Obama, and obviously you must have been a close advisor to him. <laughs> he, he mentioned uh, somewhere I read about you know, the fact that you've got to look yourself in the mirror, isn't it? You know, and it's, yes. it's look and ask yourself those questions. And I think for, for the listeners from today's podcast, it is about doing what Pam said, you know, look at yourself, ask yourself those questions. And if you're not happy with what you see, then ask yourself why and what needs to change. Mm. And of course, you're giving us some great ways in which we can find out more about you, how we can connect. And I'm sure there'll, there'll be some resources there that the listeners can take advantage of as well. Final question for today then, Pam, to mm. wrap it up. When's your next cup of tea going to be and where? Um. It will be within an hour or so when I have my tea. Okay. But, um, other than that, there will be a networking meeting first thing in the morning, followed by a coaching call and then yep. another Zoom. And <laughs> so lots of tea. All day tomorrow. So there'll be lots of tea tomorrow. <laughs> lots of tea. Sounds great. Well, look, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on this podcast and to share those tips with the listeners as well. And I've taken something away and you reminded me very much of that uh, behavior of why, you know, children ask that question, why, 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 why? Uh, and you reminded me of that. Thank you very much for being on this. And of course, listeners, this is part of my mission to help businesses around the globe become more aware, better educated. And usually we talk about coffee, but today we've talked a little bit about tea as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Pam. Take care, stay safe, and thank you very much for being on today's podcast. It's been great to catch up with you, and thanks very much for inviting me. It's been fantastic. Thanks, Pam. Thank you. Take care. You too.